wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords it's worth every penny i'm in that group come and check me out sellerlabs.com forward slash scope again use the word momentum solutions for e-commerce karen locker great 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 group i've been using them for a long time I guess it's over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce solutions for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum, right? So you got to forward slash momentum and you're going to save $50 a month. 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link. She pays me. I don't want to hide that. I never do. I'm always upfront about that. But it doesn't cost you anything additional. And you're going to get that inventory health report. The only way you get that is through my link. Solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 286, Gabe Strom. I met Gabe a couple of years ago at Ecom Chicago and was blown away. It was him and his wife. And I remember Andy Slamons and I were sitting there chatting with him and he's like, oh yeah, you got to talk to this guy. And he just, I was enthralled in the conversation. I mean, just, he kept me right in the edge of my seat. Smart guy, knows a lot about a lot of things and was just, just, you could see that he was one of those outliers. Well, kind of cool that I get to talk with him and find out a little bit of his story, how he gets there. And, you know, you're going to hear this continual learning, continued learning, investing in yourself, investing, um, maybe not being such a classroom guy, rather a reader, you know, readers are leaders, that whole thing. Mentioned some very good books. One, I'm going to go and read myself. I think I'm going to get it today um, because I love to learn more. But he is really into this time freedom business. Um, You know, he wants time freedom. And so taking that approach and building out a new business model right from day one, right? Taking that approach from day one, I think is such a smart thing to do. And we talk about that. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because he's in the hot seat as opposed to uh, being the interviewer. He's the interviewee, Gabe Strom. Welcome, Gabe. Steve, uh, glad to be here, man. Appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you coming on. You are very busy giving interviews, doing interviews for your groups. You got a whole bunch of groups. You got a whole bunch of plans. You've been you've been in this for a while, doing this, and so to get perspective from the person who does the interviewing is always helpful. I think it is because you've probably picked up some amazing thing from some amazing people. Fair. It's the uh, very fair. Yes, I think it's a lot of people don't realize when you get to run a podcast like you do, you get to interview super smart people. And oftentimes you uh, get to hear things that a lot of people don't. So a lot of word travels upstream to you. And you you know that as the benefit. But uh, yeah, man, glad to be here. I got into the industry, uh, the e-commerce industry about three years ago, have been in the online, make money online home business industry for about 10, 12. You're not that old. Dude, you're not that old. I'm 30. I'm 35. I got in. I got in. I first got into the the make money online industry in college. So this has kind of been a, a labor of love for the past decade or so. Hmm. You 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 are barely old enough. Um, but you know, I think that's a competitive advantage. The fact that you um, are you were like le- leapt into that marketplace. I mean, you you didn't have to get drug into it like I did because I came from old media. Right, newspapers specifically. So okay. I didn't have that advantage. You, you, you know, you got nothing but that. You had a computer for as long as you can remember. Is that fair? No, I remember when computers. I uh, see. I'm like the generation between um, X and millennial. I'm like right at the top of 
of that generation. So I remember we I remember when we first got a computer, it was the green screen. I had like a little um, I don't remember if it was an IBM. This must have been I don't know when this was. Um, this would be early, early 90s, probably. But uh, yeah, so I, I remember they when they came they out put, and then we got Windows and then it was color. Remember how cool it was when computers were color? They put computers in my school in the 80s, uh, early 80s, uh, just barely. Uh, the year I graduated, they actually installed computers in our school. And so it was early 80s. And um, so to have that was like, and, and I remember going in the back because I had a pretty easy math and I went back there and learned how to program a payroll program. Okay. For whatever reason, you know, I was in the accounting program and I just, it was interesting to me and it was like, oh, this is easy, you know, and you pick it up really easy, right? And because it was math was my thing. And so I remembered that. But let me tell you, it was so hard because it was DOS based and all that kind of jazz. My sons, who are younger than you apparently, those guys know nothing. Um, they know nothing but um, that, um, that uh, uh, computer world. I mean, they literally... That's they what they grow up on. Anything, yeah. yeah. They have so so that perspective really takes them places that I can't get to because I still have to learn while they're like starting from that place. Um, yeah, and so it's a big advantage. So so were you going to be? What, what were you studying in college? Oh man, we're going way back. How long do you want to do this interview? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I just think it's perspective. I always like perspective. Yeah. How you got uh, to where you are is because of what you've done and what you've learned along the way, and I think it's helpful. Yeah. Um, well, it certainly is a journey. I studied, well, I studied marketing in college that, okay. and that uh, led me, I kind of was one of those C's get degrees kind of students. And I, I caught the entrepreneurial <laughs> bug early. Um, I had a friend, I remember this, uh, I've told this story before, but I remember a sophomore year of college, I must've been whatever that is, 18, 19. And I remember this guy came to our house that we were renting with a couple of buddies and he was looking around. And so he came downstairs with the agent and I'm like, Hey man, you know, are you looking to live here next semester? And he's like, uh, no, I'm interested in buying it. And it just like stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, you know, here's this. He was like, had to have been my same age, 18, 19 year old kid. And he wanted to buy the house that I was renting for, you know, we, we'd pay whatever it was back then, 380 bucks a room or something, which turns out was a pretty good model for the the, the landlord at the time. But long story short, um, he's like, yeah, you should read this book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which oh, I'm sure cool. most of your listeners have heard of. And uh, so I read that book at a young age and caught the bug, immediately read, um, you know, started studying wealth creation at a very young age. So that was kind of my self-proclaimed major. So I didn't, I didn't do too good in school, but I started my library. And if you see the behind me now, I've got several bookshelves that we've, the college education has continued. And I'm a big believer in learning and lifelong learning. And that's why, especially you guys listening to your podcast, you guys understand the value of that. But uh that's where it started from. And I got into home business and tried, you know, pretty much everything. I'm sure your listeners can relate, like literally everything. Um, I remember reading uh, one of the next great books I read was The E-Myth by mm -hmm. Michael Gerber. Uh, I don't know if your listeners have read that one. That's a great. I also consider that a staple in the library, but basically learned that 95 percent of all small businesses start up, whether this is e-commerce, Amazon, home business, network marketing, whatever, 95% of businesses failed. And that book's about um, how people fail, but systems succeed. And it's about, you know, basically about how to build a systems-based business. So this kind of introduced me, Michael Gerber is the author of that book. He kind of introduced me to this world. And at that mindset, Stephen, uh, my early thought was, <clears throat> well, if 10 businesses fail, I got to be willing to go start like 20 different businesses. And uh, so that was the early wait, wait, days. Wait, I you were going to start these businesses knowing that most of them are never going to work out, but you need one or two to hit it so you can have success. 
Is that what you're saying? That that was the belief, and I do not recommend this belief for other people starting today. There's much better ways to start a business. But that's still a big it's thought. Just a way. That's a big thought. I mean, you know, to get that place in your head to push past that, because most people would say, "Oh, you know, sorry, Gabe, you know, there's a 95 percent chance I'm going to fail. I'm not that's, taking those odds, right?" And that's why most people don't start, right? They don't start because it's like yep. I'm going to fail before they start. You went at it a different approach. You're saying, "Hey, I'm going to have to start." you know, 20 of them to get one or two to, to click telling you that's big thinking right there. Most people couldn't see that. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's easier. Thank you. It's easier when you're young and you don't have a family or responsibilities or really anything at risk. You're never going to die, right? You're never going to die. So so if if you're listening and you got two kids at home and you got a stable job, I would not recommend quitting your job to start selling on Amazon. I would, I would highly recommend cash flow is king, right? So keep the, whatever cash flow you've got. And I learned that later in life. Um, you know, I, that was one of the early beliefs. You know, I think Kiyosaki is guilty of this. He makes it sound like, you know, a job, you know, just over broke, like it's bad to have a job and you're never going to get rich if you have a job. And, uh, you know, I struggled for many years with that belief and then, uh, you know, had been humbled and actually went back to work as an entrepreneur. I can tell that story later, you know, this is like seven or eight years later and has made all the impact. So anyways, I've, I've kind of changed my beliefs, but that's, that's one way to approach business. And, and, uh, you know, I can fast forward now to all the different businesses we've tried from, I mean, gosh, <laughs> from a vending machine business that I, I JV'd and partnered to, you know, buying money, no real estate or real estate, no money down, wholesaling, real estate, fix and flips, um, you know, um, all different kinds of online you businesses. Buy any course, tried, like, you? What's that? You bought a lot of courses, didn't you? Uh, I did in the early days. Yeah. I was investing in information products, um, back in the, I guess early 2000s before I even had heard of the direct response industry or, you know, any of this stuff. But so I kind of had a a long uh, journey getting to e-commerce and then um, ended up uh, actually finding Amazon. And, you know, I I tried selling on eBay and all the things a lot of people had done. But I was running a podcast uh, actually three and a half years ago, interviewing just like you do, interviewing uh, essentially underground entrepreneurs who had created um, full-time incomes working from home. So it's kind of a home business show. It's it's no longer on on iTunes, so you cannot find it if you're listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those those episodes are archived. But uh, ended up interviewing a guy who later became my partner, and I saw a post on Facebook from a friend of mine. This was in late 2014, to put this in perspective, early, early 2015. And uh, he was crushing it, selling on Amazon FBA. And I had heard about Amazon FBA back then. And this is, you know, you had been in the industry for years before that. Uh, I didn't understand how it worked. Um, and so that was kind of my introduction to the industry is I saw, and he had sold, uh, back then he was doing only retail arbitrage. This was back, uh, the times have changed quite a bit in the last three years. Um, but it had, he had sold like right around three quarters of a million in sales and had netted him around 220,000 in profit. And again, All this was three arb. years ago. All RA, um, and he was doing it. The one thing he was doing that was very unique, and I will. Um, this was a, a good time-saving tip I learned from him, uh, is he had all of his prep automated from the beginning. And I think a lot of sellers struggle. I know there are several challenges. We know what, what sellers struggle with. You struggle with finding quality product is like the first big problem sellers have. And then uh, the second thing is the garage starts filling up with product. You're prepping it yourself. You got tape everywhere. It's bleeding. You know, it's coming out into the office. Your wife's upset or husband or whatever. And so then you want to get a prep center and you go through that whole kind of upgrade. This is like pre, you know, I know you guys have a warehouse and things now. But what he was doing was um, really, I thought was revolutionary is he just had all the products sent to a local 
prep team and it got sent to their garage <laughs> and these this wasn't like a prep house it wasn't a fancy thing it was some friends of his that he knew from church that uh, wanted to make some extra money on the side and uh, had the, had those items prepped there and so he had a system fairly automated he would just focus on the sourcing and again this was back a couple years ago the models have changed and uh, my view on retail arbitrage has changed since then but that was my uh, indoctrination into this crazy world of amazon selling so did you Follow, I'm assuming we're talking about Zach. Did you follow his model and go to the outsource everything right from day one, or did you know better? Um, did I follow his model of yeah. outsource everything? Yep. Yeah, that's one thing I learned from Zach. I uh, when we first started working together, we started. Uh, he had started a, a Facebook group, and then we built upon that uh, a private community on Facebook where he was sharing some of these things, and we continued to share in there. So that really became my focus is growing the community, and I'm a, very much a connector. That's actually my top strength finders strength is connected. Um, I'm a futurist, so I, I see trends developing. Uh, so it kind of helps give me perspective. And uh, so I really took the uh, approach in this industry of using my gifts, finding experts for our community. And uh, he was our original expert. And since then we've grown, we have other experts in different things. We have an online arbitrage expert. Uh, we're moving into private label and different things like that. But um, I, I, I avoided, to answer your question another way, I, I avoided the RA. Uh, my wife and I, um, live in a condo. And so doing RA, bringing stuff home just never fit from the beginning. So I've always looked for ways and there's, there clearly is a way to automate the online arbitrage. And then now the real opportunity that I see, and a lot of your uh, listeners have probably already picked up on this is the real opportunity of private label and the future of where I think our industry is heading. But uh, yeah, I got to avoid that, the, the fun RA stuff in the house for the most part. There was, there was some in the early days though. Yeah, that does take a toll on your relationship. You know, that stuff growing, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I used to buy, fill the garage, and then I'd, you know, get it out. She could pull her car back in, and then I'd go, <laughs> oh, back then I was buying stores. I'd literally buy the store's whole inventory, and then okay. I'd fill our garage again. And uh, getting a warehouse was the lifesaver there. That was the marriage saver at that point because it was getting a little uh, tough, um, and, and I recommend that. If, you know, in today's day and age, though, um, RA is considered dangerous. Yep. Um, and so, you know, walk me through what what you're seeing out there in the RA world in, in your part of the world. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to camp out on RA too much because I do think the times have changed. And we, if, you know, if you're a new seller, um, we talked about this briefly pre-show, but if you're a brand new seller to the industry, I, I do think there's value in doing RA to learn the system of Amazon. Yeah. But if, if I was starting today, I would immediately, you know, after doing RA for like a couple of weeks or a month and just seeing the process, once you've gone through that learning curve, I would immediately move into online arbitrage because you can scale it. Um, I would use a prep center, either a private one that you have set up like the system we shared or using a, a prep house if you can get in one somewhere. Uh, I would do that uh, next, especially for people that don't have a lot of time. And that seems to be, so there's a couple of big problems with the RA well, and I'll but, just- But here's the thing. I mean, if you're gonna build a process, you might as well build a process that is scalable, not mm -hmm. one that's gonna be dependent on you, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. RA, and, and I think of David and Ivy Hawkins, they'll do millions of dollars this year in RA, but they are process people and they've got mm -hmm. some help. But generally, it's not scalable. It's very limiting, right? And eventually you get tired of it. So if you're gonna build yeah. a process, is basically what you're saying is, hey, build that process online 
um, because ultimately that's going to give you, as you say, it's scalable. It can buy, you can do it at any hour of the day. You can work yep. around your schedule. So yeah, I agree with that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I think that that's an important distinction. You're not saying yeah. that RA you can't do, but if you're going to invest the time, it's great to learn it because you need to at the pain of it and understand how, you know, to get things through, but then jump past that right away and build that process out a la Zach right from day one and don't get caught up in, yeah. I think it makes sense. Yeah, if you're if you want to think about this, I think a lot of sellers, and this is why I think a lot of sellers struggle is um, I, I think we're all busy, and especially um, I mean, if you're a, if you've been building an e-commerce business, you understand the challenges of hiring a team, and time is scarce. And if you're just getting started and you're still working a full-time job or doing something else, time is scarce. So OA allows you the flexibility, online arbitrage to to scale that. So we've kind of moved a lot of our focus to systems to support sellers that are in that kind of intermediate stage. And then uh, I've been a big believer and my eyes have really been opened up uh, recently, more recently, uh, like in the past several months to a year of the real value uh, in graduating beyond RAOA and using that as a, a launch platform, but getting to a point where you're comfortable creating brands and doing private label on Amazon. And that's where I think the real big money is in this industry. Like the real, like, you know, a lot of people are listening are like, maybe this is the gold nugget here. You know, 95% of, of Amazon sellers won't make it in five years. That's just the that's the that's the reality. And I think it's Ooh, gonna get pause harder and harder. Pause, 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 pause. Because that's a big statement. Ninety-five percent of Amazon sellers will not make it in what'd you say, five years? I believe so, in five years, yeah. Five years. And I mean, if you went back five years, would those sellers only five percent of those sellers, or is this because of all the functional changes that have been made? No, it's. I don't think it was like this in the past. And I, I mean, I'm seeing technology increases at a, at a growing rate. So our industry, you know, 10 years ago, um, it was way different than even it was five years ago. And then the past three, I mean, I'm just talking from the last three years of our industry. Wow. And I realize that's a, a blanket statement. It's changed so much. And um, I just think a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do the work and aren't willing to adjust and be flexible. And those that are unflexible tend to get run over by the waves and the entrepreneurs that are flexible and adaptive, you can be flexible and kind of roll with the changes. So um, well, give me an example of somebody that you, that somebody needs to be adapting and changing right today. Is it, is it getting out of RA and going to OA immediately? I mean, is that an easy one to, to point out? Um, I, I see it's, I, it's tough to get, um, I wouldn't give that advice for everybody. I, I, there's tons of value. I have friends that run million dollar RA businesses still today and they have systems. And so I can't, when I say that I, I laugh, well, there's and I a risk meter, there's a risk meter you have to have. If you're going to do an RA business, you have to be able to tolerate some risk, quite a bit of risk, right? Because there is, you know, chain of command. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you could be running into, but those people who have that risk tolerance, it's probably a great opportunity for them. I mean, think about the friends that are really doing well with RA. They probably have a pretty high risk tolerance, right? Um, and they they know that, you know, they can't use shoes from uh, Ross, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, without taking a screen pr or uh, taking a picture of the UPC and the thing because they don't match or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's a risk tolerant thing because that's an extra, that's a big extra step, kind of the process thing you're talking about. That is tough for a lot of people. Most people won't do it, and then they get suspended because they, you know, have an inauthentic or something like that. That I think that's real. 
Yeah. Well, there, there's just a lot that's changing. So we could, I mean, we could, we could talk about what's shifting brand restrictions, for example. So mm -hmm. why do I say this? Well, we, and we could talk about why does that, so the 95, five rule, that's a, that's a bold statement. I, I see that in all industries though. Why will the 5% succeed? Why will my buddy, uh, why will Grant Dunn, who's a good friend of ours, who runs our, um, our online, uh, arbitrage lead list and a lot of our programs and mentoring, why will, why is he succeeding? And a lot of sellers aren't, well, he's been selling on Amazon for four years, his accounts vetted. He's already, um, ungating in tons of categories. Uh, Amazon's auto ungating him in different brand restrictions that a lot of other sellers have. So if you're a veteran seller and you've got a seasoned healthy account, you know, I think a lot of people think all, all these, you know, all Amazon scholars is going around our industry are, are terrified of, um, you know, being banned from Amazon. And this is this is going on with account suspensions. It's been going on for a couple of years. And I don't think Amazon is like it's kind of unfair <laughs> that it happens to uh, who I believe we who build the network, uh, the resellers of the world. But uh, I believe Amazon's just going through a, pruning, a pruning process and they want they want high quality sellers to sell on their platform. This is my personal belief. Um, obviously, Amazon's secretive with why they do this stuff. But uh, so there certainly is opportunities. If I was now, I'll say this for someone who's listening, Steve, if someone's if, if I was starting over again today from scratch with um, with the experience that I have and let's say a limited capital budget, like just starting over again from scratch, I would learn use RA to learn the system. I would jump into OA immediately to begin scaling that. And then very shortly after that, several months, probably within three to six months, I would make the jump into private label and begin building a brand. And that's just from what I know now about the so industry. So you wouldn't even and go into wholesale. You would go right to I would skip private it. label. Yeah. I would skip it. Why Why do, I mean, that's just, again, my belief. I, there, I know wholesale is a great business model. There's a lot of people that do very well with it. I'm just a, kind of a minimalist when it comes to business. I like businesses that give me time freedom uh, at the core of it. And I think a lot of sellers, uh, there's a lot of sellers, a lot of business models out there that you get started and you think, wow, I'm going to make all this money. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I've just built myself a new job. Yeah. You know, and I always want to avoid that. <laughs> well, I think it's fair. I mean, I think it's a fair statement. And I think what you're saying is is true in some cases, especially let's use your brand restriction, right? It You know, most brands will still allow another seller um, or one or two or, you know, sometimes 500. And that's a problem. But they definitely need another seller or two because they want to make sure they're brand doesn't get shut down. So if their account gets suspended, which does happen, it's, people don't think that, but that does happen to other sellers that happen to own a brand, their account gets shut down. And so um, they would like to have, you know, to keep the brand going so they don't run out of stock. But they are getting harder and harder to get as because lots of people are asking for that, right? As a lot of sellers come in. Um, so I, I, I tend to think you're right. I mean, I, I you know, I'm a wholesale guy um, and there's a million wholesale opportunities. However, yep. what you're describing is you want to create that brand so you don't have to deal with 3,000 wholesale accounts and then all those SKUs and then all that ordering and all that inventory management. It is a burden. I mean, so I, I don't think that's an unfair statement. So you're saying, hey, learn everything, get, get your feet wet, have some success, take that capital, now build out your own. Because ultimately, you don't have to worry about a brand restriction when you own the brand, right? Well, exactly. And I mean, I, and I'm, I'm sharing this, you know, as a long term play, that's just the, right. the, the trend and opportunity I see. I think the, the benefit. And again, there's no I mean, there's there's a ton of ways to make money. And we've talked about like, you know, one percent maybe today on the on the, the interview of ways to make money on Amazon or with e-commerce or to build a business. Um, but uh, I just, that's just the opportunity I see. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of 
PL sellers um, that are kind of this next generation that are that you can build a brand. Uh, there's a lot of companies, if you understand uh, how capital works, that need to acquire cash flow from smaller companies. And I think there's a, a huge opportunity to build and sell and uh, you know make good money doing that um, by building a system for that. So again, that's just through my lens of um, what's the you know I'm, again I'm I'm a minimalist when it comes to this. So how can you build a business that requires you know once you have the system set up and built that requires very little of your effort to continue going. And so that's kind of our new project for this year. We've opened. Uh, just opened a new private label mastermind uh, for uh, one reason, because we wanted to learn and go down this journey ourselves. Cause I'm a new private label seller. So it's kind of a new chapter for us. Um, for that very reason, my wife and I, I'd like to retire. My wife works in corporate America. She's an attorney and uh, we've have a goal of having her be able to come home someday. And I see private label being the best way. And this is just from my humble opinion of, you know, seeing all uh, everything that's out there for people that uh, want to build a business working from home. But I still think it's the best way for a seller, an entrepreneur to leverage a platform like Amazon and build a brand that can retire you from, you know, your full time income. And I, I've just seen it happen with so many people. So I think that's the writing on the wall. And again, we might this interview may be kind of polarizing for some people. They're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're saying RA is dead or but you you're know, saying, oh, it takes I mean, too much time it to say it's the long game. You're it's the long, long game. Term. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. And you're not talking about building one product, private label. You, you've used the term brand a couple times, and that's important, right? So if you're going to sell water glass, I'm looking at my water glass. If you are in the water glass business, you're going to have them in multiple sizes and multiple colors, and then maybe you'll even have bowls or whatever, you know. I mean, so you're talking about building out a brand. Now, when you build out that brand, is your end is there an end game in mind? You know, is it something that you can sell? Is it something that you can just you know, become the water glass king of the world? I mean, what would that be for you? Yeah, good question. Um, well, we've, so we've, we've given a lot of thought to this and uh, we want to build the private label specific. We're setting up this new business with the end game to sell. Okay. So we're packaging it whether we will sell. I also have, I have a goal, a specific goal for this business to get to 20,000 a month in net reoccurring consistent revenue from private label. So that's the intention of the business um, behind the private label, but I want to build it in a way. And since we're doing it from scratch, I uh, just have too many friends who have built and sold companies that are like, if you're going to do it, just build it from the beginning <laughs> as if you're going to sell it and it'll keep Ooh. everything clean and neat. And uh, so I'm just taking that well, advice as we start. That's good advice. So walk me through what that means as opposed to just willy nilly letting it happen. What's the difference? I mean, is it process documentation? Is it making sure that you're paying sales tax in every state? Is it is it uh, making sure the legal you know trademarks are right? The images are you know uh, copyrighted. I mean, it's probably all those things. But I mean, just I'm leading you there a little bit. But what was the advice you got? Yeah, it's it's systems. So I'll okay. share the resource. Um, well, I mean, a couple of things. It's the structure of the business. So I've been consulting with um, uh, my tax strategist about the best well, ways to set up. She's married to an attorney, so that does help a little bit. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she does uh, transportation logistics. So it's a little bit different than this type of work. But uh, yeah, just setting up the entity from the beginning, setting up the brand. Uh, we'll, we'll be setting up a new Amazon account for this particular brand. That way it's easy to, to peel off. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a book that was recommended, and I know there's different uh, thoughts on that too, but a book that was recommended to me by several gentlemen in a high level mastermind that I'm a part of. Um, one of the guys uh, built an Inc. 5000 company, so one of the top 5,000 fastest growing companies. I heard it from him and another guy that runs several people. The other guy in my group runs a software company and he has like, I don't know how many subscribers he has. It's like 
high five figures monthly subscribers on his, it's a real estate software, but they were all telling me about this book um, called Traction. And it's written by a guy, I think the guy's name is Frank Curtin. And uh, I, I think of this um, as the E-Myth 2.0. And he talks about in that book, um, basically it's how to build your company, uh, how to automate your company so it runs without you. And he talks about a process in that book called EOS, um, which is the Entrepreneur Operating System. And this is one of the things we're going through now. Essentially, the short version is you, you comb through your entire business and there's different pillars that he points out in your business and you build systems and processes for everything. You so document this. You document everything. It's it's a mm -hmm. big, fat, beefy, you know, uh, manual. And it's I've an noticed- It's an operating manual, yeah. It's an operating manual and a lot of uh, employees a lot of times don't like doing this because sometimes they think their job might be at stake if they- you know, document everything they do and there's like holes or whatever. But uh, he, they gave me this, they told me to read this book and this is what they had both done and several other people in, in my mastermind to, to scale. So I'm thinking through the new business uh, in the terms of systems. And so rather than saying, you know, I think a lot of sellers, Amazon sellers say, how do I, you know, how do I find the right private label product to start? How do I pick the right product is a, is a thought. I'm thinking um, not how do I pick the right product, but how do I build a system that cranks out products so we have uh -huh. more products than we have time. So I'm I'm uh, this new business. I'm kind of taking all this um, all the little nuggets I've picked up over the years and I'm applying it to um, really just build a system. And that's the that's the vision behind the new Alpha Group, the Alpha Private Label Group that we started. And also what we're doing in our business as well is to systematize the thing from the beginning. So. That's a, a little peek, I guess. We can we can have an interview in six months or a year from now, and I can tell you if we succeeded or failed. Well, but, but uh, you know, I'm going back to just you getting into Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. You're describing basically some of his model, right? You know, create that passive income, right, and all these things paying you. So you've taken that, and now you're applying this traction and the, all these other things that you've learned. To me, that that continued learning and application is why you're going to be successful. And I think that's just so powerful because every person I talk to that's have, that's have had some level of success, they keep talking about process. That's period. Mm. I mean, it's almost all process and that you have to document your pro uh, process. I think of Trent Deersman, you and I talked about him a little before the call. Mm -hmm. His thing is process. And he sells a course on process, you know, uh, tied in with the wholesale formula guys. But his basic method is, all the stuff that I sell in my course, we were using in-house. So it was very simple for me to put that course out because that's what we did. Yeah. And that's why he was in that position to be able to kick off a course because he had already done that and he'd been using it. And that's the lesson game. And you're talking about the exact same thing. So I love what you're saying is you're going to be able to kick out products because your process does nothing but create products, right? I mean, that's a process. That's a process, yeah. And you it's can just evaluate. I mean, it's, a, it's very powerful. Yeah, it's it's powerful. It's the it's also very boring. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing like, sexy about it. No, there's, there's nothing, nothing sexy I mean, about it. Yeah, there's nothing fun about it. It's it's uh you know there's different yeah it's like a I mean I'm not a I'm a big picture person. I'm a visionary. I'm a connector. You know I would rather sit and connect with you and do a podcast interview than than go through uh, my systems for uploading you know anything to YouTube or to Amazon or whatever. But uh, but that's that's what uh, I've seen. And if you look at you know, look at um, look farther ahead of the game. Look at um, entrepreneurs that are building, you know, hundred million dollar companies, um, seven figure, eight figure, nine figure companies. Look at a guy like, um, you know, how does Tony Robbins run like nine different organizations or twelve companies or whatever he's got? 
Well, he's built systems inside of each one to run without him. And I think it's important as entrepreneurs to stretch our thinking and to think big, even if you're, you know, right now you're packaging RA products and you're doing research for PL and you're running tactical arbitrage and doing everything on your own, trying to like figure out this e-commerce thing, which I know we all go through that journey. Um, think ahead about how can you systematize what you're doing? What's one thing that you're doing now I'm a big, big believer in um, living inside your strengths. And so like, for example, you know, I hate, I always have hated prep work. Like as soon as I learned about that in this industry, I'm like, oh, that's things bad. I don't want to do that. I don't want to touch boxes. And uh, so there's ways to systematize that. Hire, a, um, get your stuff sent to a prepping center, for example. Um, I know you've, uh, your business has evolved. You guys have a warehouse now. And I know you guys have systems and processes for, for inventory. But you, I, I'm a big believer in thinking uh, to replace yourself from the beginning and set your business up wherever you are today, whatever, you know, whatever's going on in your business. But start building those systems now, even if you, even if you don't want to sell. Okay, because a lot of people, you know, don't they want to build a business? Their their end goal is I just want to be home with my family. I want to provide a nice life for my family so I can pay for my kids' education and and college and do all this stuff. Um, that's great, but if your business is set up for a system, then that'll free you up to go and do the things you want to do, like take trips with your family or do whatever. If you're not tied to the business, so it's a big. Um, it's, it's easier thinking. said than done, but that's the, no, it's that's big the thinking. Angle. Well, let, let's give some real practical advice. So let's go back to that guy that's prepping his own stuff. He's out there scanning it, the end caps at Target. He's bringing the stuff home, or guy or lady, and he's scraping the stickers off. He's packaging them up, putting stickers on them, sending them in, right? Is that the place you start to document your process, even though you're saying, hey, get out of that process? Can you get out of it without documenting it? it? Or is the smart move, just document it all. Start from the beginning, document your process. And then even even in, because uh, I'm looking for the prep center, but I might be able to reduce some steps right now once I see that I'm doing all these extra, oh, wait, I probably don't need to do this or this or this. And that will even get easier. I mean, is that the place to start? Yeah, that's a great that's a great example. So what I would do to start is I would take, because it's, it's if it sounds overwhelming to systematize your whole business. Yeah, so start with really one... Is. Take one thing. Let's say, you know, you're in my shoes, you, you know, prepping, prepping is a non-income producing activity. So I like to, a good place to start is just to make, take out a blank piece of paper and just make a list of everything you're doing, you know, on a week. If you're spending five, 10 hours a week sourcing, let's say you're on a couple lists, let's say you're researching some products, you're doing uh, whatever, five, you know, 10 to 15 hours of prep work. And that's, that's your, your work week. And I would say what's making me money and what's not. And I would circle everything that produces revenue Ooh. and then all the things that don't, for example, um, prep work, you know, it needs to get done in order to make money. You've got to, we have a saying in our group out the door in 24. So you want to, it's not, it's not about buying. You don't make money when you buy, you make money when you buy, you realize that when you sell, you got to get it into to Amazon. And I would just start with that prep process and say, step one, this is what I do. Step two, this is what I do. Step three. And if you want to get fancy, you can, you know, create screenshots and things. And then immediately, uh, probably the easiest way to replace that is either A, to get your stuff sent to a good prep center. And I'm sure you have a lot of resources uh, for your listeners on some that you would recommend. There's a ton out there. Um, or B, is to kind of do the, the home base model where I would uh, find someone local that I could pay uh, hourly. This is probably... Um, you know, 10, 12 bucks an hour to start kind of a thing. And uh, someone that wants a flexible job and they have potentially room in like a garage or something like that. And I would have the products right to them and say, hey, you can you just handle these maybe like one day a week? Can you prep on one or two days a week as we grow? And I would start there. And uh, that's and kind of the, the beginning of it. Because you've documented, here's the process how. 
right? I mean, that's the beauty of it. What you described, again, we're back to this Trent Deersmith example. When he gave it to somebody, he had already had the process documented, so therefore it's simple to teach somebody how to do it. Yeah. And I think that that's a perfect example where somebody... So when you're stuck, and everybody's listening to us saying, oh my God, this is overwhelming, right? Steve and Gabe, well, you're talking about an overwhelming... But no, we're talking about starting from the beginning and then getting that document, get that process documented, and then, as you say, hand it off to somebody. And the training is very simple because you've already created it. And then, okay, next segment, and you wash, rinse, and repeat, wash, rinse, and repeat, all the way through. <laughs> is this the kind of stuff, I mean, you know, I'm going to let you pitch your course, uh, not your course, your group, because you got a group, a paid group. Um, when, when Are these the kind of things that, I mean, because I know new sellers are intimidated asking these questions. I mean, it's intimidating because they're afraid they're going to get attacked and, you know, and, and judged because, yeah. you know, everybody who's in that group knew it from birth or something like they were given the divine rights to know that stuff. I mean, of course not. Everybody had to start somewhere. Is this the kind of stuff, though, that people can ask safely in your group? Yeah, I love that. No dumb questions. I think the only dumb questions are questions you don't ask because that's we, we learn by asking questions. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of our community. Uh, we've been building it for the last three years. It's, it's a paid group. We've uh, we've met in the real world, which is probably my favorite part about our group. Uh, we've had two different summits over the last couple of years. We've got everybody together uh, for a three day conference. We've had some great networking. So we've got an amazing group of sellers. And I've noticed um People in our group care about each other and they want to see each other win. And we've really fostered this community of um, helping each other because, uh, for example, I run the group. So if I help uh, sellers, if I can help sellers be more successful, they'll buy more of our products and services. And so it's, it's a win-win situation. So we've built the top secret Amazon group. It's a very beginner-friendly environment. And uh, we also have some other resources uh, kind of once you graduate from the beginning stages into the intermediate OA game, we have some masterminds and things around that. And then recently we've opened up the third phase to our business, which I believe is the future, uh, which is the private label mastermind that I mentioned earlier. So um, you mentioned the pitch, the group. So this is my unofficial, oh, no, I think it's a fair pitch, pitch and I'm going to let you pitch it because I know a little bit about it. So basically it's $49 a month and you're a member. Now in that membership, there's some free stuff and there's definitely free stuff to help you with RA. Again, your concept is learn the RA real quick, spend very little time in it, but get it. So you understand what a skew is. You understand the difference. You learn all the little nuances that you need to go through that pain. But then once you're past that point, then you have options to take you from that point forward in a place where you're still allowed to, hey, do I have to put this label on this box or what do I have to do to do a bundle? All those safe questions um, are still safe and they're in your basic group. But then if, as you want to scale up, you have different levels that people can add on. And I think that that's pretty smart because some people don't want to go all the way, right? They're looking at private labels saying, you know, Gabe, that's awesome for you. I'm not interested in that. And for now, I'm going to stay right in this world. But there's nothing wrong with that. And so your, your group allows that. Is that correct? Yeah, we. Um, I, I think the one thing that makes, because um, there's a lot of Amazon groups out there. Like, let's be honest. There's, <laughs> there's. And I tell people all the time, you gotta find the group that you fit with. Yeah. Because it's that's the hard part, you know. Is I don't like crazy. You want to fit with people that you can connect with, and you know that, you know, you want to feel part of something. And so I'm always like, I don't know what's the best one. Everybody would ask me, Steve, what's the best one? You know the secrets. No, because you're different than me, and so therefore what's best for me probably wouldn't be best for you. And that's fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, yeah, there's a lot out there. Um, no, there's, there's a movement though. I think what, what, uh, what we do that's a little bit unique is I take, um, 
a little bit more of a, there's a concept I was introduced to a couple of years ago called life and error. And uh, it's basically, you know, a lot of people think they want to become millionaires in the world. And the reality is I don't think any of us want a million dollars in hundred dollar bills sitting in the corner of our house. You want what the money can buy you. You want the freedom, you know, you want the, the freedom to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. And so I've taken that approach. This is a group that I've um, been participating with for a couple of years to Amazon. And we, so we've always focused on strategies and methods that help the seller that doesn't have a ton of time and wants a time freedom business. And that's part of the reason. So we've got a, a bunch of resources. When someone joins the group, they get access to our membership site and they get um, several courses. We kind of give away the farm as far as basic training for Amazon sellers. So we have a complete course called Scan Everything that my good friend Grant Dunn uh, built for the group, which is basically an RA beginner course. Uh, and then recently, um, again, as, as things have changed and evolved, we have um, been working on behind the scenes an online arbitrage list, uh, which is just now coming out. We're going to open it up. Uh, we've been beta testing it with some of our mastermind members for the past year or so. Uh, but it's called OA Cheddar. And uh, we've opened up a free Facebook group um, uh, waiting list for this particular um, service. And I'm very excited about this because I believe that. Uh, this is one of the ways that sellers can begin to start creating leverage by just getting exposure to more products. And we talked at the beginning, Steve, about you know one of the big challenges with brand restrictions uh, in the industry. And this goes for anybody that's doing any kind of arbitrage. And we believe that the solution, uh, this is like this is an example of like something that's changed in our industry. A lot of sellers are pissed off about it, and they're like, "Man, this doesn't work anymore," and you know whatever. And the solution to this is you got to get exposed to more products if right. if this is your business model. So that's why we we initially built um, OA Cheddar, uh, the Cheddar as we refer to it internally, as a solution for our own problems of wanting to get exposure for more product and uh, for our mastermind members as well because we saw this happening inside the groups. And uh, now we're going to be opening that up publicly. So I'm, I'm excited about that for, uh, you know, as far as time, time freedom goes. And um, that's the base of it. Oh, I love that developing a time for I already got my title for this episode, a time freedom business selling on Amazon. Um, okay, so best place. So the group is a paid group. But if they're interested in finding out more about it, what's the best way to get to it? Yeah, so best way to apply for the group is to go to sellersecrets.com. And there is a, an interview on that page uh, where I interview a seven-figure seller from our group, one of the experts in our group. And uh, then you can apply for the group. And our community manager, Cindy, uh, once accepted, will welcome you into the group. We've got kind of a process, a unique process, onboarding process for all new members of our group. We treat our group a little different, Stephen, than, than a lot of people. Um, we, we call our members when they join. We like we actually oh, want to talk to them and like we want to find phone? out, um, you know, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and we want to help them. And that's kind of the core of, of what we do. So that's a unique thing. Uh, maybe in the future that won't always happen, but as of today, we've called um, every single member. We like to just, I mean, we like to actually talk to you. <laughs> what, a, what a weird concept, right? Man, we're uh, back. We're back in the Stone Age. We're back. Going Internet backwards. marketing, where you pick up the phone. I, I love it though, man. Cindy is an amazing uh, woman. She's been our community manager for several years now. She's got a heart of gold. I. I so if somebody's not a good fit, they're not going to make it in the group because that's really important, right? You don't want to bring in someone that, you know, one, one bad apple could spoil the bunch, right? I mean, so there is, there is some vetting that goes on. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've, we've, uh, kindly asked several people to leave the group over the years. Um, fire yeah, customers. <laughs> we've, Hey, it, what, you know what? It's funny you bring that up. A lot of people are afraid to do that. I think firing, when you have a customer that needs to be fired, it's one of the most liberating things you can do. And that also mm -hmm. protects, 
you know, if you're in the audience building business, it protects, um, it protects your group, protects your people, you know, and also, important. yeah, it makes, I've heard that I've, cause I've, I've interviewed and a lot of times I'll just jump on Facebook and connect with some of our members. And I always ask like, what? You know, we've had members that have joined our group that have been members for multiple years, you know, like three years. I, t- I have a, a gal that just joined our mastermind. It's been in our group since 2014. So about right about the same time that we opened it three years ago. And I'm like, why do you, you know, what do we do that's different? And she's like, I can't explain it, Gage. She's like, the people here are just different. And I'm in a lot of, you know, our industry, you guys, you guys know, there's a lot of Facebook groups out there and there's a lot of riffraff and all kinds of stuff going on. But when you have a, an authentic community that cares about each other, I think that's the, uh, you know, the fertilizer that helps people grow and gives them permission to ask questions to grow. Cause that's, that's how we grow. And I know there's a lot of folks that are probably afraid to, you know, ask questions in certain groups, but, uh, anyways, that's, that's just kind of how we set it up. Okay. That's fair. And, you know, I qualify this. Steve doesn't benefit in any way from Gabe's group other than if you go in and you have success, I get to celebrate in your success. And to me, that's awesome. And that's all I'm asking for um, is to see people have success. And I always tell people, you've got to find the right place to fit in. And, you know, it's kind of like you see it in church world, church shopping, they call it, right? And people go in to try to find the congregation that works with them that see, you know, if you've got kids, you want to see other people with kids, you know, that kind of thing. And I tell people that I, I think it's very smart to find the group that you fit with and then go all in and then take advantage. Execution is really the key. And um, so I really appreciate that. All right, Gabe. So you are working on private label. I can't wait to hear this process because I think you're exactly right. I think building it from day one, as opposed to trying going back and build it. I, I told you, I moved warehouses. The thing I've learned, I am never going to build a warehouse like I used to have. It was disorganized, it was chaos, and it wears on you. So now, Andy was there today. He's looking, he's like, man, you put a lot of, he said, I look like the post office because everything's labeled and all the little boxes. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what, though? I mean, when you need to spend, you know, you do it every day. We ship every day. And when you can find everything at your fingertips, it's seconds. You know what I mean? You've taken away the pain point. Of, you know, the, that frustration is gone. And, you know, we're building a process for somebody to do. You know, I want to ship long term? No. But if I build that process, we're back to that description. So I think it's a genius move. Um, all right. So if somebody has more questions, they want to reach out to you. Best way to get in touch with you. Is it sellersecrets.com or is there another way? Uh, I would head to sellersecrets.com. Um, I won't share my email on the interweb since this interview is going to go out to your whole audience, but feel free to just reach out to me on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay, um, so we, I'll put your Facebook contact. Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually the best way. I have people that reach out from from time to time, so happy to help. Okay, dude, that's awesome. I'm very excited. Uh, I definitely will have you back afterwards to see how it went. Um, the good and the bad. I mean, and to me, you know, that's where the growth happens, right? Is, uh, you know, thinking back to you starting those 20 businesses, the ones that didn't succeed, my bet taught you a lot of stuff, probably a lot of stuff not to do again, but that's, that's a big piece of it. So I think it's very cool. And I, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate being on. Great guy, um, smart guy, and I just love his approach. I love the sound of his group. You know, I love that, you know, everybody can come in, yet we do vet, and we do um, make sure that, you know, that we maintain that family atmosphere. I think that's really important. There's got to be a respect. Everybody's got to be part of it. Not everybody knows everything. Matter of fact, none of us knew anything at one point, right? And it's, 
you get away from that. And so then when somebody does ask, hey, do I have to put tape on this box? Some people get aggravated. Or you could sit back and say, remember when you used to worry and used to wonder, did I have to put tape on that box? So, you know, I think that that's important. So it sounds like they've got a great group. It's sellersecrets.com. Again, I don't benefit in any other way other than seeing you have success. And to me, that's enough. That's what I love to see. And so I'm very excited about that. Ecommercemomentum.com. Ecommercemomentum.com. Hey, don't forget our sponsors. You got to help them out. I mean, they've been helping me out. And it's just been a, such a great, uh, I've been so fortunate to have such great sponsors for so long. And they really make this uh, worthwhile and they allow me to do what I do. Ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.